0: Love Talk Radio. Oh, Mama, I'm in fear for my
1: life from the long arm of the law. Got miles to go before we sleep.
0: Lawman is putting into my running,
1: and I'm so far from my We will not go home. gently. Uh, we will unleash hell here in December. Oh,
0: Mama. I am you so scared, and all alone, hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle, i like hey, to play football, hey, coming down from the gallows, and
1: I don't
0: have very long, Woo! Woo!
2: Sunday evening, my friends in Steeler Nation. This is Brian Anthony Davis, and welcome to Steelers' final score. Lost to celebrate this evening as we celebrate the Pittsburgh Steelers winning week one of the 2017 season over arch rival the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland, 21-18, as we're going to recap the game. And with me, as always, is my good friend, Anthony DeFeo. Tony, how are you this evening? Having trouble hearing Tony this evening. I, I'm sure he will, he will go ahead and call back in soon. Um, but as far as everything goes, welcome to the final score. And we have so much to talk about. And first and foremost, this is your show. We want to hear from you. So be sure to give us a call. And by doing it, you can... Style 347-850-8581 anytime during the live broadcast and talk about the Steelers' Week 1 Hello. AFC North grudge match. Hello, Tony, are you there? Hey, uh, sorry, Brian, I had a little phone trouble. <laughs> I'm here. No problem. I mean, you're celebrating. I, I know what you're doing there the, over in the Berg, celebrating the uh, Steelers' win tonight.
3: Uh, yeah, you you, uh, you, you got me. You called my bluff. <laughs> that was definitely a uh, that was definitely a game that had a lot of storylines.
2: Yeah, there, there's so much to talk about. We're going to do that, but first, let's talk about the show being sponsored by Frank Walker Law, the top criminal defense firm to call in Western Pennsylvania and West Virginia, and home to one of the nation's top 100 ranked trial attorneys in Frank Walker. For his Pennsylvania office, call 412. 412- Two one two three eight seven eight, or to reach his West Virginia office, call 304 712 2089. You should also check out his website, frankwalkerlaw.com, to see how he can help you in your time of need. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results. Well, first and foremost, the Steelers won today, but I do want to touch on something else before we get into all the details of the game. Our thoughts and prayers go out to all. The people in the nation, um, especially in Florida and in Texas, especially in Florida, um, dealing with uh, with a hurricane. It's uh, it's got a, I've been watching the Weather Channel all day between the games, and it's uh, just complete devastation. And we, our hearts go out to you. Um, God bless and Godspeed, um, Anthony. Big game today, yes. my friend. So, Hi,
1: uh, very big.
2: What's your initial reaction? What's your knee-jerk reaction after watching three hours of the Steelers in winning but in very unspectacular fashion?
3: Well, my knee-jerk reaction is I guess you probably need more than a few series for the starters on offense throughout the preseason, maybe the defense too. But at the same time, it's pretty much what you have to do nowadays if you see the – yeah, you know, when you see injuries like what happened to Julian Edelman a few weeks ago, you almost have no choice but to but to hold your starters out. I think Rossesberger had like 15 snaps in the preseason, something like that. And you know, obviously Bell didn't have any, and Bryant only had a couple games worth. And, uh, Brown, and those people, but but um, you know they they got away with a win. I guess it's better to you know go through growing pains with a win than with a loss. So. I'll take it. It's a lot better. After everybody was talking about them being five and one or six and no in the uh, AFC North this year, I'll certainly take that over a no one start over the Browns or uh, against after I lost to the Browns. So all things considered wasn't, it was a pretty future offensive performance, but I think the defense played better than people are probably giving it credit for
2: giving. You giving know it what, all, all. Uh, Tony, I'm going to agree with you completely on the fact that, you know, the preseason, it's a double-edged sword, you know, as much as I want to see these guys in street clothes in August, and I was behind it. I'm like, hey, sit these guys. They're professionals. They know what to do. For You know, you can't argue with the fact that you need to get into football shape, and that's real-time action with getting hit and absorbing those hits. And that's something that Le'Veon Bell, that was the biggest complaint that I had about his holdout because he was shortchanging himself and the team during the holdout just because he wasn't getting in hitting shape. He wasn't able to absorb those hits, and it took him a while. But the bright spot to the whole thing, what I saw in that fourth quarter of this ball game today, I saw them come alive when they needed to come alive. And I believe that if they played like that in the first quarter, this was a completely different game. Le'Veon Bell was coming alive. And it was a shame. I I will say this about Le'Veon Bell. It was a shame that every time he early on he reeled off a pretty decent run. Twice it was uh, Juju (laughs) getting busted with with holds. And uh, Pouncey got busted on a hold. And it just seemed that uh, they were getting nullified. So you really need to have all those guys at once and figure out how to do it in the right way without getting these guys hurt, because you're absolutely correct. Julian Edelman is gone for the season. We saw other guys go out for the season because of, because of preseason action. So it, it's a very delicate situation. They got through it. You're right. They got through the game today. It wasn't pretty, but it's like I say, it's like taking the ugly girl to the prom. At least you got mm-hmm. to dance. So, once again, we want to hear from you. This is your foe, your your show. Just phone in. Talk to us. 347-850-8581. I know there's lots of things on your mind. So, give us a call. Let us know what you thought about today's game. You can determine how long we go in the show. Um, we have lots of things to talk about. And... I decided to switch things up. We're going to uh, go ahead and give game balls at the end of the show. Um, and what I was thinking of, I, we do grades, and we're going to go ahead and give out grades. And I do that in a weekly column that hits every Tuesday. I give grades, and I give honor roll and detention. And I know that's self-explanatory. But I'm going to go ahead and change that tonight on the fly, because I'm thinking, what do we always hear from Mike Tomlin? Recently, his new catchphrase, and he has a lot of catchphrases, but what would you, I'm putting you on the spot. You don't know where I'm going with this, Tony. What is his new choice, his phrase to evaluate players? Especially, I'll give you a hint. He mentioned about the tight ends when he brought in Vance McDonald.
3: Uh, I know where you're going with that. They weren't varsity level. <laughs> yeah.
2: So instead of, instead of honor roll, and attention, we're going to pass out varsity letters and junior varsity players for the week. So uh, we're just going to go ahead and switch that up. So have your knee-jerk reaction. There's got to be things that you like, though. So let's start with varsity letters. Who would you put on your honor roll and uh, give out those varsity letters to today?
3: Well, uh, I'd, I'd give my first one, my first letter to Tyler Medikevich because you know, with, with the uh, very clean uh, punt block in the first quarter that led to the first touchdown that was recovered by Chicolo in the end zone. And if he doesn't get that, I mean, it might be a completely different ball game. So that would be uh, my first one. Do you, you want me to name some more?
2: Yeah, go ahead. Uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, put that on hold a second. We're going to go back to that. Um, we have a caller, and I'm not going to keep him long on the line. So um, I agree with you on Dirty Red. I mean, he is – special teams demon. You know, seventh rounder comes in and plays like that to earn his way on the team like he did last year, and now he just keeps backing it up. I see this guy as a possible Zach Thomas, Anthony. Is he, he's just a guy that could really go out and just play football. So if you're going to see anybody in a varsity jacket, it's a guy like Tyler Matikevich. So Dirty Red, good pick there. Let's go to the phones. We have area code six seven eight you're on steelers final score with brian and tony hey guys this is nick
0: from marietta georgia um you know of course everybody uh i think's pretty happy in steeler nation with a W, no doubt about it want to see what you guys think though about um if he i mean i see all the sites i don't see anybody listing haley as a loser so i'm going to be honest with you i think he's a loser for today um you know, he's very lucky that, you know, the team came together and they were playing at Cleveland. But seriously, five out of six first plays are bubble screens, or little dump-offs. Then you got uh, the situation where there's really no downfield throws until about the second quarter. Um, very, very confusing. You know, and not only that, the no use of Knicks until probably about the fourth quarter when everybody who just pays attention to the Steelers realizes that that's a pretty – that's your strong suit for if you're going to
2: try to get Bell involved. What do you guys think about that? Well, Mick, I uh, wish I could show you my notebook here because I actually had Todd Haley as one of my surprises on the junior varsity level. Um, I agree with you. There's, the play calling was abysmal. I have seen more action in a Judy Dench movie. I mean, that's how boring that offense looked at the beginning. Um, now, Mike Tomlin came out today, and uh, he said it at halftime, he said it at postgame, and he's going with this, and that's all he wants to talk about is the fact that when you're getting penalties, you're behind the chains, you're, uh, you're first and 15, you're not you, – you can't run the ball. Now, I completely disagree with that, and the reason I disagree with that is I mean, it's a good excuse, but the reason I disagree with that completely is on that first series, before they even got any of the penalties, because uh, the penalties started coming when they would uh, give get Bell the ball. That's that's when they started happening, and he actually looked pretty decent at first, and he was not, he did not seem to be in the game plan at the beginning of the game, and I don't know. I mean, this is just me being a conspiracy theorist, but was this the consequence that uh, Mike Tomlin was talking about without benching him at the beginning but not involving him early on? I mean, that could be, or I may be way off base. Anthony, what do you think me, about that?
3: Well, uh, well uh, Nick and Brian, uh, you both bring up great points. because We were thinking the same thing. I was watching with my family, and we couldn't figure out why They were throwing one. uh, There's basically two-yard passes on every play. And when they did give the ball to Bell, you know, it was out of the shotgun. I mean, they weren't using him, you know, as a traditional running back in the beginning. Like you said, it's like they were trying to trying to teach him a lesson. Can I add
0: to that, guys? Can I add something real quick too? Um, You guys notice something that if you're playing a young defense that is inexperienced, I don't understand why Haley lets the oppose. And this happened last year, by the way, too. Well, why would you let the opposing defense off the hook without having a running back there with those spread formations with nobody there by Ben? To me, you were telling that defense, don't worry about uh, sort of giving it off to the Pro Bowl running back. Don't worry about play action. Don't worry, worry about any of that stuff. Just tee off on our wide receivers and our routes. That's another thing that just is amazing why you would let them off the hook uh, just from a strategic point of view.
3: The only thing I'll say about that is, as far as the, the, the game plan in the beginning, is from what the announcers were saying, Trent Green, you know, on uh, the CBS announcers, they were saying that the uh, states were playing so far off, you know, 20, 25 yards behind the line of scrimmage. So maybe opportunity there to, uh, to attack them deep. At the same time, instead of throwing bubble screens, maybe you attack them underneath, over the middle. And they weren't doing that either. So, yeah, I think it's that game plan.
2: Mick, I think you're it's right. Just, it's just crazy. Mick, I I, I agree with you, Mick. Um, I think we both do in a way that they did lead, let them off the hook. This really could have been a blowout from the get-go. Um, it, it was something that I wonder if there, like I said before, I wonder if there's something more behind it. But we're going to have games where, where we're actually applauding the way Haley called it. But this was just... A vanilla game i i had people in my house today um and we were talking the one guy uh he's a pessimist but he came up and said that his eight-year-old daughter could have called a better game and i would have rather, i i think she would have been more innovative there was no innovation today it was easy to figure out i mean everything was predictable so yeah he is on my loser list today um Right, Todd Haley. I right. mean, he won't be on for long because I'm sure he's going to come back with uh, something good. I think this is going back to last season again, where they're try. They think they're outthinking another team, and they're not. And that's <laughs> you're right. It's almost it's almost like they feel like they're fooling somebody by doing it this way by being predictable. And, no, predictable is well, predictable.
3: Look look at how. Uh, Brian, look look at how they 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 used Bell over the last two months of, of the season last year, which is basically why the offense did so well because they had no receivers. I mean, they, they just how many touches did he have per game? I don't remember the numbers, but I know they were they were an overwhelming amount. And and you're up seven nothing after a special teams play, you, you force two punts, uh, and you have them on the ropes. Why not, you, why not put Bell in, if, if, if you want to teach him a lesson, teach him a lesson by giving him the ball 10 times out of uh, 12 plays, letting him get his work in, at the same time punishing Cleveland's defense. Brian?
2: Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I can't argue with you on that either. I just thought Bell was underused from the beginning. I think that's a consensus from the three of, three of us on this call. Um, I hope it gets better it needs to get better i think they need to take a long look at what worked and what didn't work and go back to what didn't work because that was just an abysmal play calling performance and that's the guy you look at todd haley so mick i'm going to thank you um thank you. wishes down in thank marietta i hope to hear from you a lot during the season my friend you got it take care guys bye-bye all right thanks See So that was Mick. I appreciate Mick being the first one calling on Steelers' final score. Hey, you call in. It's very easy to do. Just dial 347-850-8581, and you can talk to us about your concerns, what you loved, what you didn't love. Um, We're going to go back to uh, applauding some players today. Um, Varsity letters. So your first varsity letter was on uh, defense and special teams. So uh, how about a varsity letter on offense?
3: Well, that's easy. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, there, there's some obvious candidates that we'll probably talk about, but, but Jesse James, you know, outside of uh, Brown, the receivers did nothing today. And Jesse James, he got you uh, six receptions, for 41 yards, um, uh, two big red zone uh, touch. the only two touchdowns, two big red zone touchdowns uh, on day. So, yeah, for all the talk about Vince McDonald, I think he had one target and he was a drop. It was a pretty decent defensive play, but... But he still dropped the ball, and and that's what he was criticized for coming coming to town. So I'm going to go with uh, Jesse James for Austin.
1: All
2: right. That's a a good varsity letter, and uh, I am not going to disagree with that whatsoever. I'm handing out game balls at the end, so I'm going to probably save a player for my game ball. And uh, old JJ was on my list there. Um, I'm going to go in a, a direction that I think people are going to surprise me. It would be very surprised with my offensive, my offensive varsity letter, and it's going to be Alejandro Villanueva. We didn't hear his name at all today, and that's why he's 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 getting one. Um, he kept Ben upright. He uh, he kept them safe. There was I don't believe he gave up a sack. I think there was one sack that. It was given up, but, uh, the pressure was not too bad. Um, I was kicking around giving it to Ben Roethlisberger, but I'm going to go with the protection today. And I thought the protection was half decent. Um, but we look, Alejandro, he got a big contract. He deserved a big contract. And he struggled in the, uh, in the preseason. And I thought today, um, he was a good anchor of that line, looked very good. And, uh, Okay, I'm. have uh, got some news here. I just uh, I just heard my phone beep. If you heard that, so I'm gonna finish off with uh, finish up with uh, what I was saying about Alejandro Villanueva, and I'm gonna go right into breaking news, and nobody's gonna like it. Right now, the Steelers are fearing that Stefan Tuitt tore his bicep and will miss the rest of the season. That is not official. That's coming from Bleacher Report. Um, it's not official that he tore it, but when you have a team fearing that that's what happened, then that's, uh, I would probably think that's pretty much on the money. Um, he is, I know he is getting an MRI um, either uh, later on this evening or tomorrow, but that is the fear right now in the Steel City with stuff to it. Just signed that big sixty-one million dollar deal yesterday, and he may be out for the season. So uh, bad news there for the defense. Because I tell you what, um, the the play that he, he hurt himself on, he just looked like a monster. I mean, he just looks like a man among boys out there, Anthony.
3: I know. Yeah, I know exactly what play you're talking about. And I didn't know that was the last play that he was involved in. And if you listen to Mike Tomlin's press conference, he was he was pretty testy for. Even though it was a, an ugly one it was still a win. And he, he, was, um, he was particularly uh, short-tempered with the uh, – or curt with the uh, reporters. So maybe he, he, he already knew that well, we're just finding out now. And that's, that's horrible news. And, and it, it, again, it, it goes back to the preseason and, and these coaches being so protective of, of the players. And, and now you see why. I mean, probably, what, half of, of a quarter into his, into the season and he might be lost. So I guess you have to – you know, hope that the Alu-Alu uh, the uh, signing uh, is a good one and he, and he finds that uh, top ten pedigree that uh, he had back in 2010 when the Jaguars picked him. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's horrible news. I wasn't expecting that at all.
2: Yeah, that's uh, – I don't know if you heard my phone beep. Um, this came um, now six minutes old, um, but my phone just beeped, and it was uh, Adam Schefter that is reporting it. Um, Once again, today the team fears he tore his bicep Monday is the MRI If torn, his season would be over So uh, that's the first thing When they said arm injury That's the first thing that popped into my head Made me very nervous Um, So let's just hope that uh, that MRI fools us But if you're like me If the team is fearing something and they have very good reason to do so, because we're just watching on TV. They're there. Um, they have medical staff there. They have that gut feeling before the MRI. I would probably think that
1: uh,
2: I'm erring on the side of it being worse news than better. So let's go to the phones right now. We have 646-AREA-CODE getting ready to talk to us. Uh, you're on the Steelers' final score with Tony and Brian?
1: Hey, Tony and Brian, this is Bryce calling from Brooklyn. Bryce, hey, my Bryce.
2: man, how are you, my friend?
1: Oh, doing good, doing good. Um, glad we got the win. Sorry to hear about to It. That's a tough break.
2: Yeah, I'm. like I said, the MRI is tomorrow, so uh, it's not official. But like, if you're like me, you hear that. If they're worried about it, then I think there's a very good reason to worry.
1: Yeah, I mean, fortunately for the team, if there is a bright spot, is there's some good depth on the defensive line. Um, Tyson Luulu, you love to just have him as a backup, but if he's got to be, he's going to be pressed in. Walton, bring back Maxie, you know, did pretty well coming in last year as a backup. You're going to need that depth. So that time last year is going to help us because a lot of those guys are going to be pressed into duty. They're going to have to step up.
2: Yeah, McCullers too. guy yeah, I mean he's playing on the ins- he would be playing on the inside, uh, but he right. would be needed more for depth from the inside because you're going to move, Alou Alou out and Alou Alou. I mean here's a guy that uh, has started and has done yeah. fairly well for Jacksonville. I mean a lot of anonymity in the, in Jacksonville, but uh, the guy's a good player. He's not Stefan Tuitt. Stefan it, even though he was picked in the second round, that was only because of injury, because he wa he had a first round grade, and he just uh, that just ended up being an amazing draft for the Steelers at one, two, and four. If you're talking about Shazier, it and Martavis Bryant, but uh, what's your reaction of the game? I you always have good insight on
1: this. Um, I mean, first and foremost. You wanna come away with the win and they did that. I mean your season is a disaster if you open up the season and lose to the Browns. You just for morale, you just don't want to do that. But having said that, I mean just way too way too undisciplined, um, very sloppy. You know, it was good to make a big big special teams play. That's a nice effort by Medicavis to block a punt. That ended up being being the difference in the game. I thought Eli Rogers did a pretty good job on returns. Um, so hopefully they'll give him a chance to grow in that role as a punt returner. That's good to see. Um, defensively, you know, a lot of you know, good coverage sacks. You know, they were able to get him on the ground a couple times, set the edge well. I thought Chick-Lo played with a lot of effort. That's great. You know, I, T.J. Watt continues to just be on the, up, be on the rise. Good first outing. Um, showed great athleticism on the interception. I thought he had good bend around the edge which was good, which is what you're going to need. Hey, you get to start off going against Joe Thomas, and I thought he represented himself really well as a rookie. Um, check out a couple sacks. Secondary, played a little closer than they did last year, but way too undisciplined. couple blown coverages. Joe looked rusty um, coming out of his breaks, covering the receivers, too many penalties. Um, you know, you got a rookie quarterback, no interceptions. You know, cross-reference that with the Ravens, who got four on Andy Dalton. He's Andy Dalton, but still, you know, we needed a DB to get our get get their hands on a on a on a pick, and we didn't get one. So there's room to grow in that secondary, but there's still talent. Um, front seven played well against the run, I thought. Offensively, Todd Hayes, was just too it. I mean, it's just a curious game plan. Um, you know, we needed more. If Bell's rusty, more hit it and go runs, um, counters. We didn't see it. He comes out He take penalties. He's throwing screen passes, just too uneven. I mean, he set a bad precedent on the first drive that they just could never get out of as a play caller. Um, He needed to do better. Um, Their number two wide receivers were very poor. Just just, what is the route tree? If if you had to ask, and, 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 and finish it up with this, Outside of Antonio, who is the best route runner on this, on this football team as a receiver? I don't think we know because we don't let our receivers run slants, curls, ends, arrows, digs. Where's the route treat for Martavis? I mean, the passing game is very predictable in its current state. Eli's going over the middle. Martavis is going deep. And we'll hit the tight end over the middle. And they've got to do better. I, Haley, and the staff has to do better with the talent they have of getting these guys in routes and getting them going. Where's the seven yard slam? Martavis, 6'4, 220. Get him on a slam. Run it again. He messes it up. You're going in there again to run it. Like, you've got to threaten the middle. You've got to threaten these guys and, 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 and do more than what they have. Um, offensive line took too many penalties. Ben was shaky to start. But I like the way that they fed Antonio. He was the best player on the field. So it's good to get the win. Drink Run. Here we go. McCafe coffees, shakes, and drinks. Ain't no thing. You the man. Yeah, that's what they're going to say.
2: Aw, oh, Kevin, thank you so much. We love you. <laughs> that's right. You the champ. The Drink Run champ. Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Own the Drink Run, Kevin. Own it. Now get a small smoothie, shake, or frappe for $2 on McDonald's one, two, dollars menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo <laughs> meal. Well, I appreciate you saying that, especially uh, discipline. Um, that was another one of my uh, my uh, junior varsity targets, and I was just going to say discipline. Um, let me ask you this. There were four unsportsmanlike penalties um, because of hits. Three, I believe three were helmet-to-helmet, and the other one was the late hit with uh, TJ. Um, you know, I don't Think that I, I'm trying to wrap my head around those penalties because look, this is the state of the NFL with CTE. We know that they're going to be called if you're hitting with a helmet. I didn't think I didn't think they were dirty like the Cleveland fans felt they were dirty. I thought they were very aggressive hits, but they uh, you feel they could have been more disciplined, Bryce.
1: Yeah, just too undisciplined. I mean look, TJ's call was terrible. I mean but you gotta know this is how they're calling it. I love the physicality of Wilcox. I thought he I thought he smacked oh, maybe on a couple times last year when he played for Dallas. I, I noticed him when they signed him. I loved it. I gotta play more discipline. Um, Mike Mitchell is your example, I actually. He's adjusted his game. He's still physical, but it's with his shoulders. This is the NFL they're playing, they gotta be more disciplined. That's very disappointing to see them be that undisciplined. Um, Yeah, I thought Pittsburgh went against two very good play callers today. Hugh Jackson's a good play caller. Say what you want about him. And Greg Williams is a good defensive play caller. And I thought they were a little bit better than our play callers, which is a little disappointing. Like, you know, shades of – even though we won, shades of 2013 when the Greg Williams Titan defense came in and punched us in the face. (laughs) <laughs> That's, a you, That's a very good you got, point. A, yeah. Yeah, you're you you're to the figure man, guys out, man Yeah, You've got to figure these guys out. I mean, You've had a lot of time, and it's disappointing to see that type of game plan with all the talent they have, and just, and just to see it reduced down because Greg Williams is calling a great game and getting us in bad situations, and we're not responding well. That yeah. is disappointing. I mean, You've got to get the win, but it's disappointing to see that.
2: Well, I uh, what do you think, Adoni?
3: Well, as far as the late hits, I think I think they were the one on on Watt was. I mean, it looked bad at live, but when you when you watched the replay, it was it seemed like a, a pretty petty call. And, and and I can almost see them calling the one on William Gay, but again, when you saw it on a replay, he it was it was he hit him with his shoulder. Yeah, you know, right. And, and, and why the why they waited a minute to call that penalty is it's just baffling to me because I was I was expecting to see it as soon as. I saw the hit and then there were no flags and all of a sudden a minute later everybody's cheering in, in, in the stadium and then you look and you see the uh common going at it with the official and then and then you know why. And 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 I, I understand that it it happened, you know, in a split second and, and you couldn't tell that he didn't hit him with his helmet, but then why wait a minute? It just it just didn't make any sense to me. But as far as overall discipline, no, you're right. I mean there's no there's no um masking 13 penalties for 144 yards or whatever it was, that was just, I mean, it was, they were were joking that it was the fifth preseason game, and that's exactly how they played in a lot of ways. Brian.
2: Bryce, let me ask you this. Um, We definitely know what you didn't like, especially on defense. Um, We know what you didn't like on offense. What did you like on offense? And we're not talking Antonio Brown. I'm just talking about the overall scheme as it went from the first period all the way to the fourth
1: Okay so I like So I, I mean look I, I know we're not talking Antonio Brown But I like the way they moved him around I mean basically Ben said Okay you, these other guys are, don't have it today Let me get him around I like what, what Jesse James did in the red area Of course um, Ben threw a great ball to him Ben threw some nice balls Um, as he started to get into a rhythm. Um, He threw some nice balls to Jesse James, nice combat catch in the end zone, great call by Todd on the screen. I thought individually that was a great call. Um, They've run that before with Heath Miller. I think that's a great goal line play. Um, So I like that they kept Ben clean for the most part, um, which is good. There wasn't a lot of pressure, so they blocked up the blitz. Uh, I thought that helped them in terms of getting the passing game going because they won a lot of five-wides. So, you know, those are, those, are things to, those are things to build on. You want to keep Ben clean. I thought the one sack was a coverage sack. So, you know, you'll get that from time to time. But, but I think you, you kept them clean, which is good. I thought the defense played very hard um, from, a, from a scheme standpoint. And I thought we got we closer to receivers for the most part than last year, even though I think we can be closer. Um, I and mean, I, I love the sacks we were getting. There was some good pressure there, um, and there was some coverage sacks there, which lent the saying We were closer. Deshaun doesn't know where to go with the ball. He's a rookie. He eats it, which I thought helped us. Um, Lock punts good, and I liked Eli on again, as I said on the return game, you know, getting what he can on it, securing the football. I thought that was that was a positive side there.
2: All right. Well, Bryce, like always, I appreciate hearing from you. Um, You have great insight. Please keep calling all season long. Um, I do want to follow up with what you said. I'm going to go ahead and do that right after this message from Frank Walker. Thanks, Bryce.
1: Thanks. Thanks.
2: Smart or stupid? (laughs) Those
0: strobing lights in your rear view? That flashlight shining in your face? License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of frankwalkerlaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805. Or
2: frankwalkerlaw.com. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, and real results. Tony, one of the reasons I set Bryce up to uh, talk about what he liked at the end of the game was where this team is going. I mean, this game is over, and they have Minnesota next week, and you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as like, okay, these are the problems that we have, or this is how we're going to overcome these problems. And I tell you what, I'm not putting Lev Bell on my junior varsity list He's not on there whatsoever, and I, you know, I, almost, I had him on and crossed him off, and I'll tell you why. Um, I thought he was underutilized. Um, his biggest gaffe was just not with that screen pass, with that short little pass that, uh, that he did not get, but I thought in the fourth quarter he looked very good, and I think going into next week against Minnesota, not a bad defense whatsoever, I think he's going to go off. And I think this was his rust-shaking game. And I think that uh, he is going to be just fine. And back to juice form, back to $17 million man form, whether you think anybody thinks he deserves it or not, back to being the best running back slash receiver in the game. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. So I like the way things were going in that fourth period with the offense and I think there's a bright spot, and I'm just going to you know, categorize, categorize this game as a rough, shaken game for the entire team. Um, it wasn't pretty, but they got the win.
3: Uh, I, I, I agree, and, and, and one thing that we haven't mentioned is Red Hat had the, the interception, and they had the ball up to 29. I think it was second down, and uh, they created the mismatch between uh, Rodgers and, and the linebacker. They had the they had Rodgers going over the middle, and he was breaking open. And if if Ben connects with him, and they score a touchdown there, it's 28 to ten. And we're probably talking other than the two news, of course. We're probably having a, a, a different discussion right now about how today went. Unfortunately, it was it was batted down by the defender, and and on the next play he threw that pick. And then two drives later, Clemons right back in it. So yeah, if uh, if he connects with Rodgers there, I think we're talking about a different. Um, we have a different narrative for today's game. But unfortunately, it, it didn't go that way. But at least at least, they got the win, Brian.
2: Well, I, I agree with you on that. Give me a junior varsity player. I don't care whether it's offense or defense. Just get, give me your JV player of the game.
3: Uh, I think it's, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, Juju because he <laughs> – the, the two uh, holding calls, I believe they came on uh, first down games, uh, uh, plays that, that – that, would have been first downs, and you know he didn't really. I don't think he had a catch. So yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Juju uh, Smith-Schuster for for his. <laughs> it wasn't a very good rookie debut for
2: him. You know what I? That's who I had on my list too. So uh, you stole my thunder on that one, and I'm glad you did because that means we completely agree on that. You know, Juju looked lost out there um, today, yeah. but he's a good player. He's a smart player. He plays with a lot of heart. Um, I can see him growing from this experience, but it wasn't the best debut for him. I do not believe he had any targets. Um, if he did, I I would be mistaken, but it didn't seem like many people had targets um, No. besides no. Antonio Brown. Let's go ahead and uh, move on to grades. I'm going to ask you to go ahead and uh, give a letter grade to the offense and uh, we'll, we'll move on from there.
3: Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... to give
2: it a C and that's
3: only because of uh, Antonio Brown with the 11 catches, <laughs> 11 targets, which, which is uh, always important for 182 yards. And then that, that the big play at the end, <laughs> he, I mean, the guy is unbelievable, you know, a triple team and he, and he goes up and he makes that play and he, and he, and he comes down with it and he saves the game essentially, which is he saved the division last year. You know, you can say what you want about the guy and people complain about his, his, his off the field stuff, which, by the way, they don't, it doesn't involve arrests or anything like that. It's just people don't like the way he conducts himself. Which who cares? Just show up and play, and as long as you don't get arrested, I really don't care. He's just a, an awesome player, so uh, I'm going to give them a C. That's only because of Antonio. Sorry to go off on a tangent there, but. Oh no
2: no no! I'm I'm actually glad glad you said that because you know he doesn't do anything off the field um, but have fun. But when he right. gets into practice, when he gets into the camp, when. It, Anytime there, from what I am told and from what I am to understand, he's the hardest working guy on that team. If he catches Absolutely. a, uh, a five-yard slant, he runs to the end zone to get used to running to the end zone. The guy just works, mm-hmm. works, works. And uh, I think he's the uh, best offensive player in the game right now. But I'll talk about him a little bit more if you uh, smell what I'm cooking there. Um, mm-hmm. My offensive grade, I'm going to give them a C+. And the reason they're getting the plus on that C is, you know, I like what I saw in the fourth quarter. I think we saw in the fourth quarter what the Steelers are going to be more and more of. Um, there was a complete difference, and I know I keep talking about it, but that fourth quarter let me see that there were uh, that they were adapting and that uh, the season starts next week. Even with a win today, the season – Really gets underway next week. Let's go on to what defensive grades, and I'm going to kick it off um, by giving the Steelers a B on defense. Hey, look, I I thought they looked pretty good on defense. They were getting pressure. There were coverage sacks. So if you're getting if you're getting pressure and uh, you're getting coverage sacks, that means that the defensive backs are like Bryce said, are sticking to their man. Man, they didn't get the interceptions. Um, they almost had one or two. Um, The people that I were with today were complaining about Joe Hayden. Hey, look, Joe Hayden got a game ball from the team today, which I thought was a big deal. And here's the thing about I thought Joe Hayden looked pretty good. He had a pass defense. He had a sack. He had another quarterback pressure. Um, He uh, was in the area of an interception. Yeah, he he gave some cushion. Um, Corey Coleman actually – When Corey Coleman caught the one ball on him for a decent gain, it almost looked like uh, it it was an afterthought that the ball was even being thrown to Coleman from Hayden. I didn't think he looked bad. Hey, he's been with the team nine days or so. Yeah. And um, that's the same with Vance McDonald and the same with J.J. Wilcox. I mean, uh, they're football players and they're good football players, but... It's not rust, it's getting comfortable in a scheme. And for doing what those guys did today, I got to give all three of them a pass. I thought that was one of the better defensive performances as far as coverage that I've seen from that team in a long time. So that's why they're getting a B. They gave pressure, they looked good. The two-it thing, hope I'm overreacting. Hope the team's overreacting. Don't think they are. That's going to hurt but Hayward looked pretty darn good. Hargrave looked great today. Oh. And they haven't, I mean, and he's, an un, he's always going to be an unsung hero. And, and I'm going to stop right there because we're going to get into game balls pretty soon on my praise of individual players. I'm going to leave a couple out, and I think you probably know why I'm doing that. As far as defense goes, let's get a letter grade from you, Tony.
3: Well, I hate to I hate to be a copycat, but yeah, B sounds uh, pretty pretty good. I mean, they, they I think they gave up I want to say 237 yards, which you can't really complain about. Like 37 yards, or I'm sorry, 57 yards on the ground. I mean, that's that's you'll, you'll take that every week. Seven sacks, you know. Um, I thought I thought the defensive line, even when two at left, looked really good. I thought Hargrave looked good. I thought Alou was pretty active, and Hayward had the sack. you know, I I thought. I thought they did all they could do, considering um, how poor the offense played, especially over the first the first quarter and a half when they, they gained like 40 yards over the first five or six drives. And, you know, you're putting defense in a, in a bad spot there. And as far as Hayden, he seemed to be targeted a lot, and and but I don't remember um, Artie Burns' name being called much at all. And maybe it was. I, I can't recall off the top of my head, but. Maybe that means that he's playing so good on the other side that they had to go to Hayden, which I think is good news for the Steelers because you have a, a Pro Bowl guy as your number two and you have a, a, a second-year guy as becoming one of, the, one of the better cornerbacks in the league, if, if that's the case. So, overall, I, I'm going to give the, uh, the defense beat today.
2: Brian. Okay, and then I'm going to take special teams for both of us. Um, we've talked about special teams a little bit. Bryce? Um, I'm going to give him credit for uh, mentioning Eli Rogers, how good he looked. The special teams with that you touched on, Matikevich, and now that started everything off. So I'm going to go ahead and give them a B plus. Um, in fact, you know I'll scratch that and even give them an A minus. I I thought uh, that was a pretty good uh, special teams performance from that team. Um, Chris Boswell. Um, really didn't have to do much of anything because when they were getting in range, they were converting them into touchdowns, and uh, that's actually a good thing, too. So um, overall A-minus, so uh, overall grade, I think we can go ahead and uh, see that those grades equate to about a B for the game, and uh, that's what it was. You know, you got to give a victory. You, we can go ahead and give them a B because, you know, they got a the victory, and that, that uh, ra- raises the curve, you know, as far as I'm concerned, this team, um, this was—you hit it on the head. This was preseason game number five. I think the season starts next week. Let's uh, get ready to wrap up the show, Tony. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to quickly go ahead and give out your ultimate game ball for offense and defense.
3: Well, how, how can you not go with uh, with Antonio Brown? <laughs> I mean, it's just, that, that's that's an obvious one. Eleven catches, 182 yards. As far as the defense. I'm going to go with Anthony Ciccolo. I mean, I, I, everybody expected the pre to be playing today and, and, and he had to miss. And if, if you're, if your are uh, backup comes in and gets you two sacks, especially, you know, considering, um, you know, he, he, he there were question marks about his development coming into his third year after being a defensive end in, in college. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to give my defensive game ball to Ciccolo.
2: You know what, Antonio Brown, no brainer. I, that was my game ball um what a fantastic performance he is probably would be your offensive player of the week but i think kareem hunt is going to uh get it for obvious mm-hmm. reasons for everything he did with kansas city the other night but antonio brown was absolutely amazing um he's going to shatter some records uh if uh He and his quarterback stay healthy. On the defensive side, I am going to agree with you on Anthony Ciccolo, um, but I'm handing my game ball to T.J. Watt. So let me hit Ciccolo real quick. His teammates rave about him. His teammates love the work ethic of Chick. They love what he does. They think he's a very good football player, and he stepped right in for Bud Dupree. And uh, there was, I mean, he was around the two sacks and just punt, uh, block and he was just around the ball all the time. I mean, I could see a guy like that starting for a team like this. Um, you want to keep Bud Dupree in, in the mix, but Chick was very good. But T.J. Watt, his brother never ha- had a performance as a rookie like he did today. He's being compared to him all the time. Um, I think T.J. Watt is making his own legacy. Uh, but that's one of the best opening performances from a defender that I have ever seen um, the guy has football in his blood, in his brain, in his mindset, in his DNA. T.J. Watt. Um, and I just found out that his name was Trent. I had no idea that the guy's name yeah, was Trent. Yeah, same here. But uh, I thought T.J. was absolutely incredible. And here's the other thing, and this has a lot to do with uh, stuff on it going out. And this is something else that we might think about here. You might actually see T.J. Watt playing on the defensive line, and um, for Stephon to it, I mean that is that is possible. He correct me if I'm wrong. He played there today, right? I think I, think I remember spots. seeing him
3: with his hand with his hand on the ground at least a few times. Yeah, I, yeah
2: you know good, i heard good, it mentioned, assessment. but I heard it mentioned, but I didn't notice it with my own eyes. But um, I thought I heard uh, Gray Gumbel mention it or Trent, jo- uh, Trent uh, Green mention it. So as far as that goes, you know, we're just talking about how great a guy like Chiccolo played. And we have James Harrison in the mix. And maybe it's an opportunity to have all those guys on the field at once. Um, so game balls, um, let's agree on offense. Antonio Brown, let's split the, the uh, game balls on defense. For Anthony Chicolo and T.J. Watt. So, Tony, let's wrap things up. What's your final thought for the week?
3: Like they say, a win is a win. I'm glad they got out of Cleveland with with a victory, and I, I, I'm looking forward to next week. You know, you, you give the offense one more week to gel. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is this is a great offense. I mean, we know we all know how good the offensive line is, and, and Ben and Brown, and the the potential of Bryant and Bell, and you know, so. I'm not really worried about the offense. I think next week in front of the home crowd, it's going to be a a much uh, uh, better performance. I don't know how many points you're going to score, but I think next week at this time we're going going to have uh, our grades for the offense are going to be much higher.
2: Brian? Well, very good. Um, For me, home game, home opener, a uh, a team that is uh, being panned right now for a team that was supposed to go out and blow this team out, Um, they didn't do it. But what I saw on the field today, on the TV today, actually, what I saw was a very good coach in Hugh Jackson, a very good young quarterback who, uh, who is going to be a star in this league in Deshaun Kaiser, and guys like Corey Coleman, who, who just play with the motor, and a very proud young Cleveland team without Miles Garrett. I think this is a team to be worried about in the future. I think you're going to see the one Ohio team go down and this Ohio team take their place as one of the most dangerous teams for Pittsburgh in the next couple years. We've got to worry about Baltimore. They are a lot better. And I've been talking about this all preseason long. They're a lot better than anybody thinks we could not sleep on the Baltimore Ravens. But as far as the Pittsburgh Steelers, they are as advertised. You didn't see it early today but I saw glimpses of it in the fourth quarter. This is going to be a completely different situation next week when it's a home opener against the Minnesota Vikings. They're going to be fired up, and I really can't wait to see what they do. We're going to be happy next week if it goes the way I think it's going to go. So thank you very much, Tony. It was great talking to you this evening. Thank you, Brian. Uh, it,
3: was, it was great to uh, talk and share football again with you.
2: And like you said, a win's a win, and we're feeling good on the Steelers' final score. Remember, check us out next week at the very same time. We're going to hopefully be celebrating a victory over the Minnesota Vikings, or we're going to have a lot to complain about. Either way, Mm -hmm. we're going to be here. Steelers' final score is brought to you by Frank Walker Law, and of course, behind the steel curtain, remember... More and more articles drop every single morning and all day long as it happens. For your most comprehensive Steeler information, news, stories, commentaries, and fun, also podcast, it's BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Don't forget, this is the Steelers' final score. It was a big win, 21-18. No matter how you slice it, a win is a win. I'm Brian Anthony Davis. For Tony DeFeo, have a great week, everybody. Good night, Steeler Nation. Take care, Brian. Good job, buddy. Hello. You're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play, brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games.